Welcome to Storygram Talk with Kristen and Bridget. This is a show designed to reach out through the Bookstagram community in order to educate, entertain, inform, and simply enjoy all things book-related. Hi, I'm Kristen from My Friends Are Fiction. And I'm Bridget from Dark Fairy Tales. Together we own Storygram. Today we're going to cover some questions we got from listeners and some of our other bookstagram friends and one of the first things we're going to go over is how to be a good rep and manage rep gigs. I probably started repping about six months after I was on Instagram. How about you? About the same amount of time? Yeah, I would say it's about six months. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, about six months in and I started just with smaller things. I honestly can't remember what my first company was. Ooh, I do. Mine was actually Lit Joy Crate. They were the very first people to ever pick me as a rep. I don't remember who mine is. And that kind of bothers me. I wish I remembered. And like, I will always have like a special place in my heart for them because they were like the first people to ever give me a chance. And it like was seriously like such a huge confidence boost for me. Oh, I know. Like getting picked for a rep gig when you're a small account is like huge. And I think I only had uh, only like three or 4,000 followers. You know, you don't have to have like any set amount for um, rep gigs. Most of them will kind of say what they're looking for. But for most of the boxes, they are just looking for gorgeous pictures and for you to be interactive with your followers and to have decent engagement. I think that's majority of the time what they're looking for. They're not looking at uh, the follower count. At least I know for Fairloo and for Alcrate, they're definitely that way. And I've been a rep for both companies for over two years now. And they have such a variety of different reps they've had. So definitely apply even if you have a small follower account. Right. And I think they're also looking for excitement. Like if you're excited about their product, because even a small account, if they're really excited and they post often and they're very dedicated, I feel like they have a huge impact, even more so than maybe some bigger accounts sometimes. If uh, just, I don't know, when I was smaller account and I had less obligations with, you know, doing other things, it was, I was much more focused, I think, and I, I am, you know, now I was like, okay, I had to actually lower my amount of rep gigs after we did Storygram because I want it, I want to do an amazing job for every company I rep for. And so you and I both treat it kind of like a part-time job. Uh, we both have planners where we plan out how many times we're going to be re- uh, posting for each company and we keep it organized. And I know that we both are, take it very seriously and, you know, the more obligations we've had come in the lower amount of companies that we've been repping for. I want to continue giving them a lot of attention, each company that I rep for and also doing really quality pictures for them. Yeah. And I think that one thing, one bit of advice I would give is do not apply for a company that you're not interested in their products. I, I'll be honest. There were some that I would just apply for because it's like, Oh, it's a rep gig. I can get free stuff. And that's a horrible mentality to have, just FYI. And I've been guilty of it. And I think a lot of people have been guilty for it. But if you're not passionate about the products, trying to take a picture of something you don't really necessarily love or care about is so hard. And so definitely when you're looking to apply to be a rep for a company, make sure it is something that you want to promote and put on your account. Right. And I 
know that for a while there, I, I applied a ton and I didn't, I was never chosen for a really long time. And so to me, I was like, okay, I'm just going to apply and just see what, what I can get, you know, like I ever expect that I'd actually get chosen. And so, but then all of a sudden I started getting chosen. So then I started having too many and it started stressing me out and I didn't feel like I was really putting the attention that the companies deserved into each picture. And I, I mean, you and I both, we would post like four or five times a day trying to give each company a picture, you know, and it was just, it became so much that I got burned out and I couldn't think of a, it lost the joy. It wasn't as much fun. So I've been like, okay, I'm going to just pick my, you know, these ones and I'm going to stick with those and I don't apply anymore. And, uh, I don't really see myself applying in the future for any other, any other company rep gigs. Yeah. Same here. Um, cause at one point I think I had like 12 or 13 and I had like a planner where I would mark like a tally, be like, Hey, this is how many times I posted for this rep person. And uh, it got to be overly ridiculous. So that is definitely one thing. Don't burn yourself out on rep gigs because then it loses its fun and it loses it. You lose interest. And then you're not actually doing these companies a favor either. If you're not posting quality pictures and if it's not something you're like passionate about, definitely don't be afraid to step back if you are a rep and you feel like you're not or you can't continue or you can't fulfill what they're asking. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, this isn't working out for me. Maybe again in the future, if I find the time or the the passion again to do this, they they will actually appreciate that. They may be a little sad if you if you quit, but in the end, you're doing both of yourself a disservice if you don't. Right. Because they're spending a lot of money, you know, to send you a free product and it's you know, it's a lot of trust that they're putting into people to just send out their product to somebody and then, you know, just hope and cross their fingers that it they actually post pictures and everything. So I, you have to definitely respect, you know, them and their company. These are small businesses that need, you know, this is a beautiful help for them if they're being promoted on Instagram. So it's something to take seriously for sure. If you are repping for a company that you absolutely love and hope to maybe continue repping for this company, I, I would say, and this isn't always going to work, but definitely post more often than not. So one thing that I definitely would suggest is they usually have a contract for you to sign. Most of them, like at least with the boxes, they require at least three posts a month. And if you're going to want to keep working for a company, definitely post more than that. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get picked or and asked to continue though either. So, I mean, don't, take this like take this with a grain of salt these are just some things you can do that may help you to continue on with a company but definitely and if you can you know connect with the owners on a more personal level and things like that that's those are definitely ways to continue on with a um, company and if they don't ask you to stay on continue to promote their products and they may ask you to come back or you can apply for another rep get again with them in the future I have seen many many places pick reps again when they reapply so right. it never never be discouraged that they may not ask you to come back or if you don't get picked the first time, like uh, Kristen said, don't be discouraged. Apply again the next time. There, it, It's not that they don't like you and it's not that they don't want to pick you. It's just that maybe at that time it wasn't a good fit. So don't ever be afraid to reapply. And I know that's like really hard because it is kind of like being 
you have that feeling of being rejected when you don't get picked. And I totally, totally went through that when I was first um, trying to apply for rep scenes and stuff. And when people wouldn't pick me, I'd be like, oh, I'm never applying for them again. And that is such, I mean, it's a very realistic attitude to have, but it's nothing against you why they didn't pick you. It's just didn't work out usually. I agree. I tried uh, six times for one of the companies that I rep for six times. And finally, I just never gave up. I was like, you know, and then when I look back at my old pictures, I'm like, oh, I can see why I wasn't chosen. Like, you know, my pictures weren't really in like what they're looking for. And uh, I mean, I felt like they were at the time, but I grew so much and I learned so much. And I like to have things to try to a goal or a dream that you want to try to reach. And I thought it was good to uh, keep trying and trying and trying. And, <laughs> and eventually it worked. Yeah. And being a rep is really, really fun. And you get to promote these amazing small companies and these amazing people who are producing book products, which is something we all love. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably love books. So you're going to love bookish merchandise. And so being able to like promote them and encourage others to discover them is such a fun thing. And one thing that me and Kristen have always done is try to come up with new ways to do unboxings or new ways to promote a candle, whatever it may be. And that's like a great way, I think, to represent the company and be a good rep and also just a good way to get the products out there to for other people to see. Um, also, uh, going back to a point is uh, sharing in your stories. Like I often share my, I mean, all the time, really, like when they have good news or when they have, um, you know, box announcement or whatever, sharing in your stories helps. They don't actually require that. I haven't worked for any of them that require that, but I know it helps. So I think sharing in stories is a big deal and something that you can do to uh, help, you know, even rep even better. <laughs> it's not yeah. just making up pictures, but taking outside that, even like on Twitter or if you're involved in different social media outlets or doing blog posts about it, if you're a blogger can help too. Yeah. So I think those are all definitely ways to be a good rep. I think uh, someone asked me like frequency and I make sure that I post at least once a week for each rep or I try to, there are weeks that I might not be able to fit it in or something just happens and I don't get to take pictures that week or something, but I try once a week and then uh, for each rep thing that I do frequency wise. Do you yeah. do about the same? Yeah, I usually try at least once a week. I try to keep track and be like, okay, have I which company have I posted for? But when it comes to that, like me and Kristen were saying, don't overextend yourself to, to where you can't post once a week for each rep gig. Because I think that that is the the best practice is to give them at least one post a week. Some of them like require more than that. And when you agree to a rep position make sure that you're agree that you follow through with what you agree to and I that guess. you understand what expectations on both sides you know what they're expecting from you and what you expect from them yeah so, so if, if you have questions ask them and if they don't answer them maybe it's not a company you want to rep for <laughs> make right. sure there is like that open-ended communication and that they, you know what they're expecting from you so that you can fulfill your end of the bargain right i agree with that big time yeah, it's very, very important because otherwise it'll be a bad experience for both of you. And that's not what this is about. It should be fun. And hey, I mean, getting the free product is awesome. I'll admit that 
it's fun to get free stuff, but it's not actually free because you are their marketer and you are doing something to help promote their business and to hopefully sell their products to other people. So have that mindset instead of just going in, Hey, I'm getting something for free. You're actually not getting anything for free. You are in going into a contract and agreeing to do such and such posts and to help promote them. So, yep. Just keep that in mind. So one of the other questions we got was, where do we find our props? Honestly, the main place that I get props, I think both of us get props, is Amazon. And we actually have a prop page, like a, a page with links to different props on it. Yeah, so we actually have a, a page, and I can link to it in this podcast here, so you can scroll down and link and click on it, and it'll take you to a page that has links, Amazon links, to all of, not all of them, but a lot of the props we use in our pictures, and we have, like, the pictures and the actual prop that I'm talking about, like the swords, the crowns, the daggers, the axes, they're all from Amazon, and yes, we have all of those things. <laughs> we're also affiliates so if you do use our link be aware that we get a percentage of whatever it is I'm not entirely sure how it works but <laughs> yeah it's it's a small percentage but they are affiliate links so yeah just know that if you click on them we get a little percentage of whatever you may buy through it and we so yeah if you're ever interested in checking out some of the Amazon props definitely click on that link one of the places that we get our dresses which we get asked a lot about our dresses is Victorian Choice and I really, really like them because they're a little bit more affordable, I feel. I mean, they're still, compared to some of the other places we've looked at, they're definitely a more affordable place for dresses. And we both have gotten a little crazy getting some, but they're really, really fun. So if you like that kind of thing, definitely check them out because they have really fun options and just they're and really The shipping is super fast. Like yes. they do like two to three day shipping. The quality is really, I love, we, we are not affiliates to them, no. <laughs> but just uh, I just, yeah, we just love them. And then uh, also I have, we also wear ho hoop skirts, like a six hoop skirt with it. And those were from Amazon. I don't think we have links to those up, but we should put those up there. Yeah, we should. And then my newest dress that I did, the Renaissance one is from Arm Street, not an affiliate, but their quality is unbelievable. They're in the Ukraine and I think they hand sew all of this stuff and they like do embroidery and I mean, they make full on armor and it's expensive, but it's because it's handmade and just amazing quality. Like I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Like I felt like I was wearing legit Renaissance clothes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're fantastic. Um, where we get some of our other stuff, like I, most of my mugs are either from boxes or from uh, Society6. And Evie Bookish is one of my favorite designers. I absolutely adore her. And I also, we also, I really love um, Literary Life Co. Those are some of my favorite places that you can get bookish pillows, book, you know, mugs, blankets, things like that. Those are two of my favorite designers and both of them sell through Redbubble and through Society6 and I believe Literary Life Co also has her own website. Oh, yes. And then uh flowers, we we get them from Michaels and Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And Dollar Store. I actually have quite a few Dollar See, Store. I, I never have really done the Dollar Store, but I wait till Hobby Lobby has the 50% off on all floral and I go kind of crazy there. And that's another thing is if you don't actually want to buy props, 
you can use a lot of household things as props. So many bookstagrammers do like white sheets, a blanket, and, you know, uh, their greenery plants and, or anything like that. Like any kind of house decor that you may have already sitting around your house, a lot of times can be used as a bookstagram prop. And when I first started, I didn't have any, you know, designated bookstagram props, but I would actually go out into my yard and cut flowers, like fresh flowers that I would uh, have from my yard. And then I would find things in my house, like clocks and candlesticks and all kinds of stuff that I just had as my home decor. And I use that. And also buying uh, fresh flowers weekly at the grocery store. They have, my grocery store has this area where it's like $3 bunches of flowers. And so I'll like invest $3 every few weeks or so and get some fresh flowers. And they just add so much like the baby's breath, the white you know, kind of little bitty white flower, the baby's breath looks great fresh. And then you can also dry it, which I just leave it out out of its water and it just dries, but it does really beautifully dry it as well. When that's what I did, like when my, cause my grocery store also has clearance flowers. And I think a lot of grocery stores do. So if you go look in the back or just ask, you know, be like, Hey, do you have any clearance flowers? A lot of them do. And you can get them for super, super cheap. And then you can dry like the roses. I've dried all the roses I bought and I've used dried roses in right. tons and tons of pictures and they look just as good. So, it, and, and the thing is, is I use them as home decor, the dried roses so until. How do you store them? I've had people ask me how to store and I have not found a good storing way for dried roses. So I just have mine sitting in like vases. Okay. And I yeah. have them sitting on my shelves, like as actual home decor. Like it's like house decoration that I have, or actually I think some of them are in like jam jars <laughs> because right. they, you know, they shrink. And so there's those skinny jam jars that you can get. And mm-hmm. so I have, I have those and I have them sitting in there and then I have them just like lining like my shelves in my living room. So I have dried flowers all over my house. Or if you have like a place, like a basket or something, you can just lay them in. And yes, of over time, they are going to crinkle and, 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 fall apart but when that happens you can use the rose petals and oh, yeah. I have I use that too like I use rose petals and like to add uh character to my pictures I use that all the time if you follow me you will know this because you see them all the time on my account so you can use each shade of it and then once they're like crinkled and broken up enough then you can throw them away but you've gotten so much use out of that five dollar bunch of flowers like I've probably gotten a hundred pictures out of those you know so in each stage, like, and th- that's what I, I, like, one thing with being, with finding props is be resourceful. Like Kristen said, you can go outside during the fall. I went out and collected leaves. I did too. And acorns, like my, I had a beautiful acorns in my yard. And I was like, perfect. Oh, and pine cones. But if you're going to use pine cones, look at how to do it online because they have lots of insects in them. I did not realize that. So I brought in all these pine cones and I was like, yay. And then I'm like taking pictures and I'm like, oh, there's ants everywhere like I have just brought in all these ants into my house like you have to bake them or soak them or something before you should use them so I was like okay no more pine cones I'm gonna buy those because I'm not wanting not wanting little spiders and ants and things when you dry your roses do you hang them upside down to dry so I will I will tie them with like twine which Mm -hmm. is also pretty too because and you can get twine for super cheap and twine is an awesome prop like yes to have in pictures and super cheap you can get it at Walmart or whatever and so I will and I will hang them up and like they will sit and it does take uh for the roses to completely dry I would say it takes about a week 
Right. And then they just hang and my kids love seeing them hang because they look, they hang in my kitchen. And once again, it looks just like house decor hanging in my kitchen and they look really pretty. And so I just do that. And that's really an easy way to get a, a pretty inexpensive prop for the most part. Right. And, and like I said, you can also go to secondhand stores and that's like where you can find sheets or blankets. I use scarves all the time. So if you have scarves that you wear, because where I am, it's it's cold. So we have scarves here. Oh, sweaters. Like sweaters are an awesome prop. I bought tons of sweaters this last fall because uh, they are just kind of in style and they look so fun on my in my pictures and also coffee cups. And you can get like dollar store coffee cups or any kind of coffee cup you use. And actually stained coffee cups look fun in pictures. Like, so even if they're stained, you can use coffee cups. You can use really like anything around the house. Glasses. Glasses are great prop. Oh, yes. And you can get, you can, obviously I get dollar store stuff, but you can use the dollar store glasses or the Walmart glasses. Anything that you find that looks cute and you think will look good in your pictures, you know, get it. We... I haven't used them in a long time, but we have butterflies. Like the oh, little- uh, yay, my butterflies. And I, we got those on Amazon. You can get yeah. like uh, oodles of them for like $6 or something, all different colors. I need to pull out my butterflies. I know I do too. I, I just saw one sitting right there. So like, oh, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, butterflies. butterflies. And fungal pops, if you collect fungal pops. I mean, I'm not They're a fungal props. pop person, but yeah, like you can. And scrapbook paper. Yes. And it's like, like a, 25 cents or something. Yeah, yeah. Super cheap. And it's great as like a, as a backdrop and open the, books, just, open Oh yeah. Books, which all of us should have tons of books and, right. you know, <laughs> and those make a great backdrop. We do use vinyl backdrops uh, and I can't remember the place that I used. It went out of business. Like the yeah. place I loved went out of business. And so I honestly don't know where to get them anymore. Yeah, if you but if you look on Etsy or if you type in vinyl backdrops, you can usually find a bunch of different options. And so those are what our wooden backdrops are. And I would suggest getting a three by three. That's my favorite size. If you want to do one that like uh, sits up, like if you want to do like a more propped up picture, I would get the three by six. I have one of those and I absolutely love it. And so I just fold it in half and I tape it to my chairs. And then those are like where I can do some of my upper um, type of pictures. But a lot of uh, times I'll lay down like a blanket and then do the backdrop on like my three by three. I'll just put it on the back. And I have these clippies, like they're potato chip clips. Mm-hmm. And I clip things up to my bookshelves. Oh, that's smart. I should get Is some it, of those. Yeah. Dollar store. They're like, you know, you can get three of them or something and you just clip things on and they fit perfectly. And I'd put the vinyl backdrops. I do uh, the blankets. I'll do my dresses. From, I'll use them as backdrops, scarves, anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you can, I mean, everything can, a lot of things can be used as another option of a backdrop. Kristen started out with a beadboard. I started out with a poster board, like a white poster board from the dollar store. And that is I, what my original backdrop was. And it was my original backdrop for months right uh, the b-board I got at Home Depot and we were actually going we had just moved into the house and we were gonna put it up and I was like well I'm gonna just take pictures on it and so that became my backdrop for a good year or more like maybe two years I used yeah. that I was I was really into the b-board for a long time yeah and I like the b-board it's very uh stylish looking another thing I like still have it yeah I don't yeah. I need to pull it out again yeah another thing like how Kristen says the open book but also 
one of the things I do is I use books as a prop, like the colors, because I'm a very color coordinated type of person. That's how I do my pictures. And I use books as like an extra, like I'll do like the colors of the cover and I'll get those colors of the spine, the books that are that spine color. And I will use those as props and just to add extra in my computer. Computers are great and pencils and notebooks and like anything like that, you can you really use any of that as props. So don't ever feel like you don't have props because I'm pretty sure everyone has a house full of them. Right. I've used shirts before, like different mm-hmm. shirts and I mean, anything, just anything and everything can be a prop. I, we get a lot of questions about lighting. We really oh, yeah. need to do the link on these. Um, so we have soft box. Yeah, we have these like stand up lights and other people have some for their phones where it like it's like a tripod and it goes around the phone. Have you seen those yet? Mm-hmm. I, I've not ever used one, but it's like this big circle thing that goes around your phone and it's good for like selfies and portraits and things of that nature. And they're on Amazon. I've never gotten one or seen anyone use it, but I've heard of them and people say they're good. So yeah, I'm tempted to get one now. I know me too. I think they're like $30 on Amazon. I think our softbox is was 40. Yeah, and Limo or Limo Studio. Yeah, and it works fantastic because actually my library is in the basement and it has no windows. So it right. is a room that is completely dark for the most part. I mean, there's a light in here, but it is not got good lighting. And so I bought a softbox and my pictures look great. And a lot of people can you know, because a lot of people have a hard time getting natural light, which natural light really is the best if you can get it. But if you can't, that's okay. That's what soft boxes are for. And because right. a lot of people that work during the day and it gets dark at night um, sooner or whatnot, that, that this that's a great, great purchase. Um, there's also other types of backdrops like that are, I think they are vinyl, but like they're the like picture backdrops that me and Kristen have gotten. And a lot of those you can get for pretty inexpensive on Amazon. Some of them ship from China. That's probably why they're so inexpensive, but there's so many different options there too, that are really, really fun. If you want to look at maybe a less expensive backdrop and kind of try some of those out. We, I I have a ton. I don't use a lot of them anymore, but I should pull them out. There's something I, my stuff gets like shoved in a corner and then I forget I have them. Yeah. me too. And then the only problem with the big ones from Amazon is wrinkled. Like, I don't know how to get the wrinkles out of it. Like, it's if there's a way, I don't know how. We could probably YouTube it. Yeah, probably. Cause I, but I store them all folded up and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it's my storage is the issue. Because I, I pull them out and they're like square, you know, like wrinkles everywhere. Yeah. And, that is the nice thing about the thicker vinyl backdrops that you can get from like Etsy is you roll them up and then there's no wrinkles. Not right. So I would suggest if it's going to be a backdrop you're using all the time, I would suggest getting the vinyl thicker backdrop because they are really, really nice. And but if you get too big, because I got some that are five by five and they wrinkle and they're harder to use and harder to store because they're so big. Mm, interesting. I think I've only had the three by three. So the three by six is fine because you can still roll that one up. Right. It's just, it's just when it gets too 
too long. Yeah. And then it doesn't roll up as nice and then it crinkles and it doesn't, those ones aren't as nice. So I wouldn't actually suggest getting one that big unless you absolutely had to. And if you do, then maybe find a way to store it better than also is a matte versus glossy. I have kind of a glossy backdrop. Then I struggle because it reflects my soft light and everything. And it's just, it's very difficult for me to use. So I, I say matte finish if possible. Exactly. Yes, I totally agree with that. Also, when you're doing candles inside, sometimes it's actually better to Photoshop the light into it if you if you have that ability, because otherwise you're going to get a weird glow a lot of times with candles. So sometimes it glows super pretty, but sometimes it like if it's a light colored candle, white, you know, it just looks like, I don't know, kind of this orange just block of color or, you know, it doesn't look nice. Yeah, but I guess it just depends on what you're going for and obviously how you're going to edit your photos, which I think that we're going to do a different podcast where we talk a little bit about how we edit our photos because we've had questions about that. And I think we could maybe go over some of the ways that we edit our photos and the different apps and stuff we use. So that will be on another podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and keep asking questions. Uh, you can go to storygramtalk.com and we're going to start making that with availability to ask questions or you can DM us, My Friends Are Fiction or Dark Fairy Tales. Just let us know any questions you might have. Mm-hmm.